Welcome back to Read It or List It. I'm Phoebe. And I'm Ashley. And welcome to season three of the podcast. I actually don't think we ever formally announced that season two was over, but... I mean... (laughs) But alas... (laughs) It sort of was. I would say season two was... um, Or the end of season two got a little... uh, little bumpy with just like life changes and all of that and so I'm glad and I think a big product of it was I mean at least I won't speak for Phoebe but I I think she would agree with this it was like our reading habits drastically changed Mm -hmm. with our life changes and so it became like a thing of like okay we ended on the indie book like the indie romance series but we kind of have never I have not left the indie romance world yet like I'm still very much there and so there's this like lingering need to want to continue to talk about all those books and stuff so there wasn't as much of like a finite ending as I think we normally have with series and whatnot like it didn't feel like it was a confined space it feels like we're realizing hey these are books we really enjoy reading and those who are listening to the podcast really enjoy hearing us talk about and Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like a we thought, let's take a break. Let's kind of ponder on the direction of the podcast and come back to season three with some like clear thoughts on what type of books we love to read and what we want to talk about. Right. And if you think about it, like when we started the podcast, it was in the weeks before the world shut down. We both mm-hmm. have had job changes and moves <laughs> and mm-hmm. now the world is like slowly reopening and like I think so many people can relate to that when you get into this like habit uh, for the last year and a half, almost two years of the way that we were living to now all of a sudden people are going back into offices and have commutes mm-hmm. again Or there are some people like me who are never having, like, are going to work from home forever. Like, a couple of my friends are like, oh, my office completely shut down and every, we're just, they have, like, a meeting space where they go to, like, once a month for team building. And then other than that, they work from home. So I think that when we, we got into the podcast groove during, uh, uncertain times or abnormal you, I times. knew you didn't want to say unprecedented. <laughs> I didn't want to say it. I hate it. <laughs> I don't know if we've ever said this on the podcast, but Phoebe secretly calls my new identity uh, <laughs> smut, smut love instead of shelf love. And so... Um, <laughs> shelf love did, after dark. Smut love. I think I took the Instagram name for that. You did? Ev- oh. I think I did. Good. In the in the off chance I ever decide to have like what is it called what do these ki- what the kids call it a finsta, a finsta. <laughs> okay but also apparently they don't even like use finstas anymore oh we're like we that's when you know you're old when something like comes before your time or like after your time and then like leaves after your time and you just don't even know that it's Amber's entire existence sister uh, apparently was like I was like do do they even use Instagram and Amber was like hard no a hard no. And if they do, they, like, anyone who's, like, 20 to 21, who I, d- I doubt you listen to this podcast, but if you do, hey, um, <laughs> they're going to be hey. like, oh, my God, do you hear how old they are talking about this? Like, we are still in our 20s. <laughs> Thank oh you my very God. much. So, dude, I was, I was, well, I don't know why I called you just dude, but, like, here we go. Thanks, so man. I was watching, it's a, it's a smut love after effect. Um, I was watching 
Teen Wolf. And uh, that, which is really fun to watch because obviously Dylan O'Brien and Tyler Posey are our age. Like they are 28 and 29 mm-hmm. or whatever. Like they're around our age. And so when like watching this series that came out in 2011, it just feels very, oh my gosh, like look how little they are. But like that's exactly how old I was then. And that's right. exactly what I was doing at that time and blah, 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 blah. Anyways. So, um, it was so weird because when <laughs> the dads are on, on the screen, I'm like, ooh, he's kind of cute. And then I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I'm getting old if now I'm like, the, the dad. dad is kind of cute. Try being the actor in that situation. Like, when I would go in for things – like, I was going in for, like, teenage parts for a very, very long time. And now with the pandemic, obviously, I have not been auditioning. But when I do get stuff to put on tape, it's, like, the fun aunt now. <laughs> and oh I'm like, gosh, do, do so I, weird. do like, I just think of, um. Am what, I the fun aunt? Am I the fun aunt? <laughs> like, like the, am I the drama? <laughs> Is it me? not the fun and well, I mean like I am but it's like it's very it's such a cool weird thing because I still feel so young and I know anyone who is um over 30 over 40 listening to this will be like you are you are still young but I did find a gray hair I know I got I got mine like in the middle of 2020 it was a whole thing it is it is what it is but like here's the thing I've said this like numerous times and I think at least several times in this podcast. So just, you know, bear with me one last time as I say it. I think that 2020 was a transformative year for a lot of people and myself especially um, because I really learned to let go of what like other people's expectations for me Mm -hmm. are. I mean, my whole life I have followed a very straight path of like, just tunnel vision as to this is what I want to do and this is how I want to do it and this is like what I want to achieve and I've basically achieved everything that I like that I wanted to when I was a little girl and so I think for the first time I have this like wide open future because I haven't planned the next steps forward mm-hmm. and so then so that happens like literally 2020 is when I got the job that I had been working to get since I was 14 and um and all the other things that come with that and then it's like on top of that you go through this pandemic and this like entire shakeup of the world and you kind of look around you and you realize like who am I surrounding myself with are these people that I value are these people that deserve my time which is a question I've never asked myself before Mm -hmm. is what I'm doing worthy of my time because my time is valuable like all of those things I'd never paused to think about before like I finally like addressed head on and I was like I am living my life for myself and nobody else um and I'm going to cry. (laughs) So anyways, all I have to say is that is very like, and I think that reading really like helped me realize that it is okay to like what you like and you don't have to apologize to anybody for it. And so it was like this whole, I don't know, this whole like change in who Mm -hmm. I am internally and externally. 
And I think like having like people around me finally for the first time in my life that like love me for who I am and stuff like that. I mean, like obviously John has always done that, but you you know what I mean? Like friends. (laughs) But they don't count. (laughs) (laughs) But like friends, like friends on the internet that you never expected to like find, right? Like it's just, it's just wild. So anyways, I am like. so What's so weird is today I was like, I was going through your TikTok and I literally watched the one where you got your star tattoos. Mm. And you were like, for my fan family. And I was like, oh, single tear. <laughs> yeah, like, because that's what it is. I mean, that, I, and I will say, like, for anybody who's on the fence about getting a tattoo, I, BB and I have already talked about this because I'm like, I'm like slowly, like, really trying to push her. And I'm trying to corrupt <laughs> you. Um, but it was like this, it is the single best decision I ever made in my life because every day when I look down at my wrist, I just think about how like monumental this, like the internet book community mm-hmm. has been. Like it yeah. is wild. And it's really cool to watch people that are on TikTok now that like started their like book presence and like intro into this community via TikTok because na- naturally they've been doing it less than we have, definitely less than booktubers have because they've been around for a really long time. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. it's really cool to watch them find their people. their people. It's really cool. It feels like I'm like an older sibling. I mean, they don't know me, but like no, <laughs> as but I'm I, watching I totally it, I'm like, this is so cute. Be- because I think – watching other people it's like you you it's um something that you can view without jealousy and without mm-hmm. um like feeling like FOMO or anything because you're like oh I've got my people like I found people yeah. that way too and like and we don't mean that in a clicky way where it's like oh we found our people we don't need anybody else like I have met so many new cool people yeah. through like TikTok and that have now like joined bookstagram or whatever like I have met so many awesome people and like I am like never done meeting new cool people um but it's just really cool to watch them do the things that we like did a couple years ago where we didn't think like will I ever find anybody that likes Mm -hmm. what I like will I ever find anybody that feels so much like a friend that it's like impossible to me to believe that we've never met in person like it's really cool to watch them find that in real time and be like just happy for them totally 100 percent agree i had something to add to it oh i was gonna say about tattoos um technically this is the first time in my life where i will be i'm allowed because i was thinking that too because career-wise yeah i actually was like when i well number one when i was in college um, you, whatever you looked like at the beginning of the year, you had to look like by the end of the year. Like if you wanted to get your hair cut or dyed or anything, you always had to get permission if you were cast. If you had tattoos, that was fine, but you couldn't add tattoos throughout the year unless it was like over the summer. And then obviously when I was working, it was the same thing. Like how you appear in your headshots, which are very expensive, um and how you appear in your like full body shots so if you have like sleeve tattoos or anything like that like it's fine if it's existing before you accept your role um but so now this is this would be the time um I did um my my husband has an earring because I told him that I was going to get a tattoo over Thanksgiving break freshman year before uh, we were dating, and then I chickened out and did not get it. 
but he still got his ear pierced. That's so, so crazy. I the day. way because I told him I was like, oh yeah, I think I think that's hot. Like I would I I would uh I would be really into that. And so he like comes back with his earring and he's like, where's your tattoo? And I was like, oh I didn't get one. <laughs> that's that's so funny to me. He still I has the it. way. I know. I didn't know that that was the the like backstory that the oh, way yeah. that I have been like so subtly pretty much begging John to get a thigh tattoo is um, like I would I would die but he won't he won't it's okay it's his body he can do what he wants but like I would really appreciate it but like he won't <laughs> <laughs> I mean Nick has always wanted one I've always wanted one I've just never been able to like commit to like where on my body I want it um and I the funny thing is people always say like I always the reason that I've always wanted them um and the reason that I held off for so long again was because I was chasing other people's expectations which I learned in 2020 to stop giving up at you know caring about um but then also I was so worried like like there's this like false narrative that like lawyers can't have tattoos and like that is the exact opposite because if there is a profession in which tattoos like work the best it is the law because anytime you have to be I mean within reason obviously I'm not talking like face tattoos but like for most professional settings you're not always wearing a suit and in the law anytime you anytime you would be in a position in which a tattoo is something that you maybe wouldn't want to show which is like a whole other conversation that like is the second part of this that it shouldn't matter anyways. But like, let's just say for sake of argument that you think it does matter. Whenever you're in a professional setting in the law, you are completely covered up from head Mm -hmm. to toe anyways because you're wearing a suit. Something else we were talking about is before we started recording because that's when we always get like the best stuff (laughs) (laughs) is this idea that we need to stop criticizing romance books even if they're in our contemporary world of not following closely to reality being like oh this would never happen or like oh that's outrageous because uh spoiler alert that is the point yeah that's the of reading a romance novel (laughs) like that is literally the point i know and i hate sounding more like one of those people that's like everyone is so sensitive these days because if you know me that's not that is not at all the type that's not the point that that i am yeah right it's not what we're talking about it's just like what we're talking about is the point where you are so overly uh you are so overly critical that you almost loop all the way back around to being anti-feminist or mm. being misogynist in in the way that you're then, then reviewing the book or yeah. like whatever and yeah. that's like what we I don't put up with anymore is like this idea of like being like oh that was so outrageous like no girl would ever actually do that yeah why are you saying that why are we talking about women like that like I got to the point where like if I saw a book that I loved come up on Instagram or Goodreads or um, on TikTok I would scroll past so fast and I, Mm -hmm. I would just be like I don't I refuse to let other people ruin this for me and then I'm like but wait like now I'm losing the aspect of talking about books like where I was like living in my own echo chamber where it's like you know people can make really important points like oh I didn't think of it that way or I didn't pick up on that aspect um and that's so important so like I was like trying to protect myself in my own little bubble of like what I loved and I'm like that's 
that's not, that's also an extreme that can lead to like disastrous effects as well. Yeah, but it's like this idea. I, I think what it is for me is when you when you read a review from somebody else. And the feeling that you have when you leave that is that the review was not talking about the book, but was talking about the readers who enjoyed the book. Mm, Yes, yes, yes. And that is the distinction. When you're starting to say, if you enjoyed this, then you're condoning X. Or if you enjoyed this, then you don't care about good writing. Or like, how could anybody find this enjoyable? Like, all of those comments are not talking about the book, but they're talking about the reader. And why are we attacking readers mm-hmm. um and over fiction because again and i i i know that this is like exhausted and we've said this numerous times but i really don't think it's getting through to everybody if you're gonna do that have the same energy with tv shows have the same energy with mm-hmm. other genres because i don't with professional see athletes like right like don't don't bring this tar- because here's the thing at the end of the day the romance genre is still a woman led like a, a, a woman, an industry that is, women. or a genre that is written primarily by women and written for women. And the fact that we, even other women, are still like criticizing or holding the romance genre to higher or different standards than other genres is rooted in sexism. And until we realize that we are bringing a different energy to talking about romance novels than any other genre, like, I won't stop saying this because that is what it is. That is why it is this way. Exactly. Um. (laughs) I got into like minor TikTok beef. I don't remember who it was, but someone was commenting on Silver Flames and the amount of uh, explicit sex scenes that were in. I'm just saying if Silver Flames is your threshold for too much like erotic scenes, like – right girl I was like, don't yeah. read my don't read any of the books i recommend anymore yeah <laughs> you don't want to know what's in my kindle um <laughs> but this person was like once again and and i've said on the podcast before that that book made me feel incredibly seen and i know it's not perfect but there's no perfect book that exists and someone once again was going off about how like oh, you know, look at Cassie and taking Nesta to the mountain and having this big emotional talk, you know, big emotional talk. Now let's bang on a rock. And I was like, oh, you know, we all process trauma differently. And I forget that like on TikTok, you like find people who do not know you, do not know your sense of humor and like do not care to find out. Like the culture is very different on that app than it is on Instagram. And like this person like was like, that's not processing trauma, that's sex for the sake of sex. And it's like, no, it's not. Like, Nesta, like, went through something and she was, like, reclaiming her body. And if, like, if that's how she deals with it, like, that's how she deals with it. And, like, the – it just sometimes feels like there's such, like, a lack of nuance when, like, we are – I mean, and I think that can be true to a lot of conversations that happen on the internet in general where, like, people have gotten into such, like, a – like a black and white, right and wrong, and like, yes, and also, in some instances that does exist, but like, you're, I've said, I think I said this on the podcast before, but like, when I used to go into a, I had this one professor in college who I was working on a scene, and it was a, I think it was, um, like, 
it was a checkoff piece. So it was like not a good person. And he was like, Phoebe, I can see that you're judging the character. And I was like, what? (laughs) What does that mean? And he was like, you are like, you are, Phoebe is projecting their judgment onto the character in this moment instead of allowing the character to live honestly. And like, obviously we're readers. So like, but like you still don't actually know. I don't know. Yeah, we're also just seeing like a moment in I I also think that the commentary is again like why are we stepping into like having a say over readers own preferences? Mm-hmm. The, like no one asks those questions when you're reading any other type of book. Could you imagine if someone if someone was like I really enjoy family sagas and I really love, you know, like long melodramatic family sagas with like lots of like you know secrets could you imagine if someone says that that's their favorite genre and the first response that someone says to that is like well what trauma have you endured that allows like that makes you want to read that like what happened in your life your family must be really messed up if you like that could you imagine if that was the response right it's not but for some reason that exact situation correlates to what you read in romance if you're a romance reader exactly all right. Anyways, well, <laughs> well, let's hop off. Hot our take season three. For... No shits given. <laughs> but you know what? I I love that, and I love for two people who are an Enneagram one and an Enneagram three, where um, we care about doing what's right. We care about. I care like, about you know. like so for me, um, like threes are often accused of like wearing a mask and like giving like because I want I want to I want to fit in wherever I am I want to be accepted for who I am where therefore it makes me really hard to be myself to be able to just be like you know what I am ripping it off and like this is who these are my unfiltered thoughts and like whatever yeah I'm proud of myself and I'm proud of you and I'm glad that we're proud of you virtual hug virtual hug virtual hug to everyone in <laughs> the podcast okay can we like before we because we've just been blabbing at this point i know oh, i was gonna say let's hop off our soapboxes and talk about what we've been reading i know <laughs> so if you stuck through the podcast up until this point um congrats um <laughs> i like you have a cookie <laughs> i'm pulling up my goodreads so that i can tell you what i've been reading okay i'll start so um i actually have been like I don't know. I was in like such a funk with reading lately. I I think I said this maybe the last time, like last episode we had. I start so many books. I've started so many books and just not finished them. And it's my goal by the end of the year to have gone back and finished every book that I left hanging because they're not DNFs where it was like there was a reason I put it down. It was just like I've been exceptionally moody as a reader. So it's like oh, I don't want this anymore. I want this trope. And like, I want this trope. And like, whatever. So I need to go back and read, like finish the books that I've half started. Um, But I am halfway through the Hades series, which I love. Oh Mm -hmm. my gosh. Okay. I don't know. How far are you in it? Did you finish it? No, I'm I'm also halfway through. Okay, so I I love Hades, and I will just say that if you really liked Madison Kate, but you were, like, kind of, like, annoyed sometimes by Madison Kate. So, <laughs> like I was, I like Hades more. 
Amber and I were talking about it during our writing meeting the other day because she was like, mm-hmm. I started I started the Hades series. And I was like, okay, what do you think? And I was like, because I love Hades. Like, it's just such, she's just really different from Madison Kate. And Amber was like, yeah, because you know all those times where like Madison Kate almost dies again. Uh, Hades is like, move over, bitches. I've got this. And I'm like, it's, yeah, it's just like a different vibe. That's like a lot it's of It's a fun. totally different vibe. <laughs> and I will say like there, oh my gosh, I have highlights. So like, you know, there are things that I highlight in my books. And then there are other things I highlight in my books. And there have been so many quotes that I have like when when Hades is talking about who she is and like what she likes and how to reconcile like all the different different facets of her personality they're so relatable to me um mm-hmm. like when she's talking about this idea of like yeah I do have a hard exterior yeah I can be there like I can do everything on my own I absolutely can sometimes I don't want to sometimes I do want somebody to be able to hold me and like that is such a powerful thing that I've seen in some main characters, but I don't think I've ever seen it as like bluntly put as Hades does. And I just really love her. And that's why like, so I haven't picked my favorite yet of the guys. And like, I know that it will, I know that I will have like more of a clear direction when I actually finish the series. But I will say, so like Zed is the one that's like normally my type, right? Like Mm -hmm. for sure, 100%. However, there's something about Lucas, and I think it's because of the way that Hades is with him Mm -hmm. that makes me love him so much. Because the way that she is with him is how I am with John. And so I feel like that's kind of why, like, I have such a soft spot for Lucas. And I always feel like the one that is, you know, the Lucas or the Cody, like, they always get just, like cast aside and nobody gives them the love that they deserve and um anyway so that's my defensive of Lucas right now because I really (laughs) do love him like everyone's like daddy cast and I'm like yes I get it I get the appeal like I always will get the appeal um I like Zed so far what I like Zed so far I know I love Zed I mean I'm actually okay I will die on this hill actually I can't say I'll die, die on this hill yet because I haven't finished the series but as of now I think that Zed is more like Archer than Cass and Archer. And I want to die on that hill so bad. But anyways, so we'll see. So I started that. I'm halfway through. I put it down to read um, American Queen. Actually, no, 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 no. Sorry. Before we get there, I put it down to read a shit ton of Omega verses. I have to put the content warning on this episode, by the way. Um... I have read like three. Oh, Watson came in to join us. I've read three Omega verses with Haley, and they're all amazing. And Lola in the Millionaires. Oh my gosh, Lola in the Millionaires is an incredibly emotional, raw, and like gentle, comforting story about a woman who has survived like really horrible abuse Hmm. and like her finding herself again and like the men around her like a whole horde of them (laughs) a whole harem of them being exactly what she needs and it is so beautifully done I want to recommend that 
duology to like everybody but like understanding that it's omegaverse so like you should know what that means and what you're getting yourself into um and also that um it's reverse harem so you should also know what that means and what you're getting yourself into and also that it comes technically like you meet lola in um another book which i did like but i didn't like as much and i wish i could just like be like okay here's what you need to know about lola that happens in that book so you kind of have like an introduction to her and the other characters that you meet in that book and then just immediately start with lola and the millionaires because it's so good so anyway so i read all of those with Haley, and then um and then i read american queen which i didn't realize when i started it that it was a trilogy i didn't know that either Ah. Uh. Okay, so what are you reading? Because I just, like, talked, like, forever. Um, okay, well, I read A Lot Like Adios by Alexis Daria, which is the companion novel to You Had Me at Ola, which was my favorite romance of 2020. Okay, can you, can you explain, like, true thoughts, unfiltered. Oh, I love The better, it. the same. Um, different. Because different. I, so You Had Me at Ola, like, pulled me out of, like, a deep personal depression because mm-hmm. it was, I read it. Um, right after we moved and it was before we had like a new place to live I was like back living with my parents and like my career is over and there's a pandemic and I didn't get to get married Um, and it was like it like reminded me like why I love my industry and it had a super sexy romance so it was like twofold in there Um, a lot like adios I was just like really excited for and it was like my favorite because it's like a second chance romance, childhood friends to lo- to lovers with like a dash of not enemies to lovers, but like they had a huge rift. So like they're like they have a lot to overcome. And like it was just so good. It was so fun. And like I loved Gabe. <laughs> he was so great. Um, and it's like what I love about Alexis Daria's books is like because if you are not someone who wants to read Kindle Unlimited or you don't want to read, like, the super spicy dark romances, Alexis Daria is published by Avon Books. And Avon is really good about having, like, a, the perfect balance in their stories, I think. Um, because the sex scenes are hot. And then the, like, the story around it is, like, the romance was so sweet. Like... I just loved yeah. them. I loved them a lot. Um, I read The Heart Principle, which was very good, very emotional. Um, it does deal with a parent having a stroke, which is has happened in my life. So I was – I didn't know that going in, but it did not, like, trigger me negatively. Um, I read The Love Hypothesis, which I know you're reading now. <laughs> um, and oh, I, my God. That was, so like, good. a – I think, like – the love hypothesis for me was like it feels like when you eat like a really good meal and you're just like content and like you've got your friends around you and you're just like warm and happy. Oh, that's like, such a good way to describe it. That's exactly how it feels. Like, yeah, because it's like I and I know you said this um, on Instagram. Like, you like if I didn't have to put it down, I wouldn't. Um, I read that when we were on like our little vacation and I read it in a day and it was just I stayed up so late which like I haven't done in so long like and like Nick and Beasley were like passed out and I stayed up to like 2 a.m. to read it and it was just like such a good feeling Um, I mean this is not all I've read I'm just like pulling out the 
the I, I am like I'm almost done with it and I love it so much it gives me the feeling that I had when I read the unhoneymooners in mm. that which I really want to go back and reread because I I just want to know how my feelings have changed but I think that we should do that I think that that would be a really fun discussion yeah because the thing is the thing about the unhoneymooners is it was my first contemporary romance and so it was like I remember I, I remember reading it so vividly. I remember like vivid scenes from the book, like like lines that Ethan said. Like I just remember things so clearly about that book. And I remember just feeling like, oh my god, my life is never gonna be the same. And I like mm. ordered like ten rom coms after I finished that. And it was just such a changing moment for me and I felt so content and so happy reading that book and like when it was over and I have been reading so many like gritty books and like very 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 like steamy books and just like so much like heaviness around a lot of the books that I'm reading because of like the grit and the dark themes and whatever and this is just light and Mm -hmm. and fun and like I don't like, know. Yeah, it's like a cinnamon it just makes roll. me happy. Like it's like warm and sweet, and also like. It's got but he's some, not like a cinnamon roll. But like no. it, the book itself is a cinnamon roll. I will say I need people to stop comparing him to Adam Driver because I'm sorry to anyone. I'm sorry. This is not a personal. Oh, thing. you're just you're just I, alienating like ninety percent of our. <laughs> Oh my god! Do pe- I just like don't get it? I think it's like he girls he it ruined me. I'm like don't get it. I'm very excited to see House of Gucci with him and Lady Gaga though. Um, I think he's cute. I think I picture other people other than I mean, no, it's supposed to be. It's like literally supposed to be him, basically. Yeah. So, but um, that movie he was in with Scarlett Johansson, an American, not American Marriage, a divorce. I don't know where they get divorced. It was just like. I don't know. Um, but I did read, I read The Legacy by L. Kennedy this weekend. Oh, did you like it? Um, Give me your I thoughts. Did. I, I mean, I, I've always said I am someone who, if you give me more of a world and characters that I love, I will take it and gobble it up great, like gratefully. That's another one I read in like just a couple of hours because it's just about 300 pages. And I loved returning to the world. I wish it wasn't four separate novellas is the thing. Like, Mm. I mean, and they do like So they just, do they feel like short? No, they just like didn't, um, I didn't love everything that happened. It felt like some things were rushed because of that, like, if it was just, like, another Garrett and Hannah book and we got to see the other happy couples, like, and see what... Because like, I think we still would have mm. gotten... Um, but because she still was trying to stick to the integrity of how the original series is, of, like, it's dual POV and, like, all of that. Whereas, like, if I just was, like, one whole rom-com and we followed mostly one of the couples and then, like, we got to see everybody else... I personally think that would have been a little yeah better um but it's like the banter between the guys are great couple like questionable jokes in there where you're like mm, is that okay but i don't know but i i finished it in a couple of hours and it made me happy i loved returning to the world Mm, I know it's like I, I will read it at some point but like i've heard kind of mixed things about it so i'm 
I'm kind of like fine just like letting the characters stay where they are in my head yeah. right now. Let them let um, them live. It doesn't really yeah. feel like I mean everything that happens is not a surprise. Like you right. knew that that that's like what those couples were destined for. All right, well, should we wrap this up? <laughs> I guess. Did we say anything of value? I don't know. We. This is just like our, you know, hey, we're back. We didn't abandon you, guys. Welcome to season three episode. Um, Next week, we'll, you know, like actually give you some structure. Yeah, don't worry maybe, about it. Maybe not. <laughs> but guess we're, we're very excited for the way, for where things are going. So we hope you Wait, are excited as well. I got a good, I got a good um metaphor. Okay. We're like, we, this podcast is like a rom-com. You never know what you're going to get in like on all 350 of the pages, but you know by the last page, we're still going to be there. We're still going to be together. <laughs> you're making me very emotional today. <laughs> How rude. <laughs> You, you know where to find us at Read It or List It Pod on Instagram. Maybe we'll make a TikTok, but you can find us both individually um, at Read and Write and at underscore Shelf Love underscore on Instagram. And then you can find us both on TikTok. Just give me the underscores on TikTok and Ashley is the same username. Yes. And my I was gonna say my Instagram is linked to my TikTok my TikTok is not linked to my Instagram because I keep them separate um but love smart love smart smart, yeah but you'll you're bound to find us at some point okay anyways thanks for listening we'll see you next time original music by Jake Thorne Podcast produced and edited by me, Ashley Chandler, and Phoebe Wright. You can find us on Instagram at Read It or List It Pod. All rights reserved 2020.